0: Welcome to Fifty Two Weeks of Hustle. I'm Travis Apple, and I'll be your host of this podcast. After spending my entire career in the sports sales industry, I wanted the opportunity to give back—to give back to those individuals that want to get in this business, or for those individuals that are in this business that want to continue to excel at an elite level. For those of you who know me, hustle has always been important; hence the name. This podcast is presented by General Sports Worldwide and the Clubhouse. GSW is certainly picking up steam in search, recruiting, training, and consulting. Three pieces of advice, all under 24 minutes. Now, on to our guests this week. Gaining experience is valuable in general. Being able to experience a variety of industries and a variety of revenue verticals has helped our next guest really excel in her career. I'm excited to have Harat Babalola, Strategy Manager at Deloitte. Harat, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Travis, for having me.
0: How are you? I'm very good. How about yourself? Doing great. Awesome. Well, I'm certainly excited to talk about your career. And as I kicked it off, You've had experience in ticketing premium suites, working on the team side and now on the firm side of sports adjacent with Deloitte. What is the one common theme you've seen in all of your experiences here in your career?
1: Working for good people. Sounds simple, but that's been the common theme every step of the way is who I was working for and the vision they had laid out. And if I believed in it, I was all in.
0: And I'm glad you say that. It's certainly been a common theme on 52 Weeks of Hustle. It's it is all about the people. You know, I'm a big believer that that people lead, and money, title, and, and responsibility always follow as long as you surround yourself with the right people. Now, just several months ago, you decided to make the move into that firm side with Deloitte. Why was that the right move for you?
1: Um, it, a number of different reasons. One, I'm a recent mom um, of two young boys, and I was looking for something that would allow me to focus on being a mom without the stressors of having to excel all the time. So I'll give you an example. Um, My last role with uh, the commanders, great opportunity was promoted, but I knew that it was going to require 150% of me. We were going through a transformation and that transformation, along with just having a son, it really was, Dawned on me that it's important to focus on one thing and one thing well. And at that time, it was being a mom and a wife.
0: No, absolutely. Well, you know, along those lines and, and being able to kind of have some of that hybrid model, that personal work life balance. And as you think about Deloitte, it's a it provides industry leading and in audit, consulting tax, advisory services for many of the world's most admired brands. I know the easy answer is no days alike, but what would a typical day? today look like for you?
1: Um, meetings on meetings on meetings, <laughs> um, solving problems for our clients, ensuring that we're able to develop strategies that are going to help grow their business. And not just on the revenue side, but on the people side, on any side of the business um, that they reach out to us for. Um, and then parallel to that, we also focus on internal programs as well to grow our people and ensure that individuals like myself are learning on the client side and learning within the form.
0: No, absolutely. And certainly a, an exciting time for, for Deloitte as a whole. And so I, going back to the beginning, you and I actually first met back 2010 at a sports sales combine where you really just wanted that career in sales, which is crazy to think we're in 2022 already. And <laughs> no. you end up starting your career with the Phoenix Suns. You work your way up in the ticketing vertical. And so as you think back to your time back then, what advice do you have for listeners on really just dominating their day early on in their career?
1: Oh, that's a great one. I would say that what made me successful or what I felt was a success during that time was really listening to my leaders and following their lead. I think sometimes we can give pushback when we're told or tasked to do things that may not feel comfortable in the moment, but making those 100 calls a day, coming in first, staying late, all of those things really have helped and shaped who I am as a um, employee now, working hard, putting in the extra effort, it it doesn't feel foreign to me anymore because I was able to grind early in my career. And that really shaped every aspect of my life. So I would say, For anyone looking to get into sports sales specifically, um, be open to what your manager, your director has to say, Um, follow their lead and allow them to guide you to the next level. It's not going to always feel comfortable, but let's be honest, anything that great people do, it's never going to be a walk in the park. So enjoy that struggle, knowing that it's going to take you to where you want to be.
0: And you and I have over the years, have certainly talked about work ethic, obviously the name of the podcast and it's hustle. What, as you think to back to hustle and grind and, and willing to still have kind of that work-life balance, like what would be your advice to listeners on, hey, it's still okay to work at a time, maybe 50, 60, 70 hours at times, but still have that that balance.
1: I would say I'm actually, the, the advice I would give is there are seasons in your life that allow you to work a little bit harder than another season. So pre-wedding, pre-babies, all in, working hard, staying late. But then, you know, when things come up in your life, be okay with the fact that you put in the work so that you can take your ga- your foot off the gas for a little bit, just so that you can take care of the things that are important to you and then jump right back in. Um, I feel as though if you're not putting in the work on the front end and then you want to take the gas off, you might actually just slow down completely, right? right. Like, it's not just a, a it's not going to be a pause per se, but you're not going to be able to excel if you're just coasting throughout your whole career. But there's a time and a place and a season for working hard, putting your head down and grinding, knowing that at the back end of that, you may be able to slow down. And I'm seeing it now with even just like my personal fitness goals, right? Like I knew that, okay, I'm working remote a little bit of balance this is a time to really grind running every day working out every day it's not easy it's not comfortable it's a lot but the results I'm seeing now is like okay maybe I can have that cheeseburger maybe I can (laughs) have some ice cream but if I didn't put in the work I wouldn't be able to do those things so same thing goes in your career as well
0: to your point, no matter what in life, you got to have a balance. you got to be willing to be flexible a little bit. And so, Harat, post your time at the Suns, you actually decided to go back to school to receive your MBA from the University of South Florida. And so all learning and education is vitally important. Mm-hmm. What is your advice to listeners out there that are considering getting more education or more schooling?
1: Oh, okay. This one's a tough one because I was fortunate enough to have a scholarship. Um, to go to the University of South Florida. If I did not have a scholarship, I probably wouldn't have went. And that's simply because of my philosophy on accruing additional debt that isn't necessarily gonna propel your career forward. I do not believe that it is necessary to have an MBA in sports in order to grow. There are multiple levels or multiple people at the SVP level, even president level that may not have their MBA. And when they did get their MBA, it was either sponsored or something that they were really able to financially pay for additional debt that doesn't automatically allow you to jump 10 steps, five steps ahead, in my opinion, is not necessary. Now, looking back on it, did I learn a lot? Did I gain a lot? Did I have a lot of network and receive all the information that's helping me now in my current role? 100%. Yes, it did. But I knew at that time that sports may not be forever for me. You know, I may want to be sports adjacent. So getting that MBA and a master's in sports entertainment was super important for me. And it was also a bucket lit for my dad. And I was like, OK, well, here, here it is. It yeah, here you go, dad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, once you receive your MBA, you actually go back onto the team side, this time with the Miami Dolphins, where you spend time in premium and suites. And then after three years with the Dolphins, you could decide to get into leadership. And head of the Washington football team, now the commanders. Why was leadership the right path for you?
1: I've always said to myself, I want to be able to instill all of the amazing values that other leaders that I respect admire have instilled in me into other people. Um, and I think it was really important for me to show other people that look like me you can be a leader in sports and have a sustainable, long standing career. Um, So I was willing to learn as much as I could, put my best foot forward, humble myself and say, okay, I don't know what I'm doing, so I do need help. Uh, That way, when I was going to lead a team, I can share those stories and those experiences with them. Uh, One of the leaders that I admire the most, he had a philosophy of treat people how you wanna be treated. And when you go into things, think about how it would make you feel. So that really helped shape my approach as a leader. Um, Wanting to be a servant leader uh, was really important. Go the extra mile with my team, um, fight for them behind the scenes. And I know people did that for me. So I was ready and at a place where I felt I could do that for other people.
0: No, absolutely. And Rod, as you think back to your time in kind of the premium and sweet space, you come across successful leaders of all types of industries, of all types of companies. What are some of those key characteristics that just always stood out to you?
1: Oh, man, Uh, a lot of the leaders that I, I see that are successful They have an open door policy and not the cliche term, open door policy. There's a few that I still keep in touch with till this day. They check on me, I check on them. And I think leadership goes beyond the day-to-day of Your work. They check on your well being, your family, um, just making sure holistically you are in a good place. So I think that's one characteristic. The other characteristic is that they do what they say and they say what they're going to do. Um, I think it's important as a leader, if you make promises and you say you're going to do this for your team, you follow through on that and you're okay taking a loss by saying, well, I couldn't get it done, but here's why. And this is how we're going to pivot. And then lastly, I would say, leaders that I admire, they do have a track record of success, period. Um, it's one thing to be a leader and, and, stay in the same level, but the leaders that I've seen that have really grown their career, they're successful at every stage, every single stage. Um, and not necessarily about being just like liked or, or, you know, the most popular, but I think it naturally happens that way because of their success. Um, so I think the three to sum it up would be track record of success, saying and doing what they say they're going to do and really genuinely caring about the people that they lead.
2: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
0: Again, we're here on 52 Weeks to Hustle. The guest today, Hirok Babalola, Strategy Manager at Deloitte. And Hirok, let's get into three hot topics. You start question one. You've always been one that I've respected. You're always willing to take risks, knowing that they are very calculated risks. You've also been very innovative in your career. What advice do you have for the listeners that may help them be more innovative and be willing to put themselves out there in this business environment? Uh,
1: Two things. One, be willing to express what you don't know and be okay with it. I think that if you don't know something, don't go out and act like you know something. And then in terms of the innovative side, I would say, listen to a lot of podcasts, get really smart on the areas of the business that are growing and bring that to your leader and come with a plan. Don't just have an idea, say, this is what I've seen. This is how I think it will benefit our organization. And here are the three, four, five steps that I would like us to take to put this plan into place. Um, I think innovation in sports can be a very fluid term or it could be a complex term. And I think depending on what one is trying to implement, a plan is always really important to put into place. And it's okay if you're not innovative. Like, that's perfectly fine too. Admitting that you're not innovative and you're here to learn is also a a skill set that one should really be able to embrace.
0: You know, a lot of that too is is vulnerability and being Mm self-aware to your point. It's okay. It's just lead where your strengths are and be able to evolve and adapt. And so question two, there are times in this business, you'll want to proceed with taking a different route in your career path. And we've talked about that through here, whether it's going back to school, moving jobs, moving teams, or even getting out of the team side of the business, which you most recently have done, What's your advice on thinking through that and, most importantly, doing what is best for you and really kind of not worrying about what anybody else thinks?
1: Yeah, great question. I would say for me and my family, we asked ourselves, where do we see ourselves in 10 years? Like, what does that look like? And because of that answer, we were able to work backwards as to what steps we need to take now to get to where we are in 10 years. I want to be a little bit more present in 10 years with my family. I don't want to necessarily um, be in the hustle of weekends and evening activities. I want to be able to work while my kids are in school so that when we're home, we're home together and we're present. Now, don't get me wrong. We're still going to have to open up our laptops every now and then um, in consulting, but our weekends are our weekends, and that's something that's been really eye-opening for me as a new... transfer from the sports side to um, being on with the consulting firm. So I would say, think ahead and work backwards, set milestones as to where you want to be and how you're going to get there and ask yourself is what I'm doing today, helping me to get to where I want to be 10 years from now. And I was very fortunate that being at the commanders did help me get to where I am today. And now I'm going to assess where I am now. How is that going to help my 10 year plan?
0: No, absolutely. You mentioned goals and you mentioned kind of the 10-year plan and everybody and all the listeners like, oh yeah, I have goals. I I know what goals are. What is your advice to listeners on truly getting granular with your goals and not just setting like, well, I want to do this in 10 years, but truly having a plan of attack?
1: Yes. Everyone knows the term smart goals, right? like you have to be able to set goals, measure them and really put them into action. And I think having numbers associated with your goal is also a really good step into deciding how you're going to get to your goal setting time frames for your goals is also really important i think for me and my family and just myself as a working mom i knew that at the end of the day my son is 4 my other son is 18 they're going to be going to college soon and if i work backwards what do i have to do to ensure that A, they're going to college for free or that I can be present at the sporting events that they're going to be playing on. All of those things Resulted in setting goals so that we can move forward in a certain way as a family. Um, And I think that in sports and sports adjacent, same thing applies. You have to have numbers, you have to have deadlines, and actually have visuals too, like printing it out, writing it out, posting it somewhere, looking at it every day, whether it's on your way out or your way in, putting it on your phone as a screensaver. Those are, I think, ways you can really focus and manage your goals.
0: Absolutely. And finally, question three, you've had a wide range of experiences in the sports and entertainment space. And as listeners think about really being well-rounded in their career, what's your advice on becoming, lack of a better term, as well-rounded as possible, whether you're moving roles or companies?
1: I would say try everything. You know, I started off at inside sales. I went to group sales and I sold group tickets for the Mercury and the Suns. You know, my focus was the WNBA, which taught me how to really sell because it was a ticket that At the time, no one really, really was interested in. Well, actually, I take that back. The Mercury were actually very popular. Um, But for the most part, it was rather difficult to sell the tickets Um, Then moving into premium sales and learning how to sell and talk to business owners, moving into premium service. I, I would say try it all because you never really know which one of those things are going to help you find your final niche, but also are going to compound your learning. If you're able to embrace one area of the business and another, they probably talk. They probably go hand in hand. Marketing goes with sales. Sponsorship goes with marketing. You know, even human resources goes with everything. You know, it all kind of intertwines. So I think if you have the opportunity to bounce around, I would take it, but also be really good at your job. Like, if you're really good at your job, that's going to lead to opportunities for you to move into different departments as well.
0: Awesome. Well, all right, what a great career! Ton of great <laughs> advice here as you think back thus far. What's been your best memory? Oh,
1: best memory All Star weekend. I got to attend All-Star Weekend in LA when I was working with the Phoenix Suns. I won a sales contest that Jeff Ionello actually put together and Bob nice. Hammer. And I had the opportunity to either go to the game or the skills contest. And I chose the skills contest, but then last minute ended up finding getting tickets to the game. So I got to go to both, but that was a weekend. really great experience. Yeah, the whole weekend. It was really good.
0: All because you won a sales contest. Can't yeah. beat it. <laughs> Well, ton of great advice. Certainly fun to hear about your journey. So to close it out, I like to put our guests on the hustle hot seat. So you ready for this? I am. All right. If you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Can it be two? <laughs> sure. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll squeeze.
1: Eggs, scrambled eggs. Love eggs. And a dish that my it's indigenous to my um, country, Nigeria, is called jollof rice.
0: If you could have any actress play you in a movie, who would it be?
1: Oh, that's easy. Gabrielle Union.
0: (laughs) If you hosted a talk show, who would be your first guest?
1: Michelle Obama.
0: Nice. And to close it out, what are three key takeaways you'd give every listener to be in your shoes one day?
1: Be genuine. Wear your emotions on your sleeve. And keep your relationships consistent and ongoing.
0: Nice. Love it. Being genuine, wearing your emotions on your sleeve, you know, when we're at sports and entertainments and emotional business in general, and and it's all about relationships. You you mentioned on the first question we talked about was the value of people. And so Harat, thank you so much. You've had a great career. It's always a pleasure talking to you. And I certainly appreciate your time and expertise.
1: Thank you, Travis.
0: Again, this is Travis Apple. Thank you for listening to 52 Weeks of Hustle. Please be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll be back next week with another industry leader. Have a great week. Mm-hmm.